0: you're a musician, right? I think of myself as a musician. You like to sing. You like to
1: improv with music. I do. I love it. You and I will. I love it. I love it. You're welcome. Make waves. <laughs> we just saw Moana recently, and we were like, yeah, very impressed by the music. Yeah. The point is, is that music is a wonderful thing, mm-hmm. and without
0: music, you and I would be depressed people, right? Oh, that's depressing me right now. but music. If I, if I might sing a song for you, music is wonderful. and Sing for me. It brings out things that can't be expressed otherwise. When yeah. I sing a song... It. I was singing in my living room uh, a song that I wrote a number of years ago, and after and during and afterwards, I felt an emotion that can only be drummed up by singing that particular song.
1: Were the lyrics, "I'm feeling an emotion that can only be drummed up by singing this song." Yeah, you've heard that song, <laughs> right? and so
0: with a therapy, it is most often done in a room with a couch. Clients come in, they talk about their problems, therapists, counselors listen, and it's helpful, that form of therapy, but there are many other ways to communicate between people and to express yourself. You can do so through art. We've had episodes on art therapy. That's right. You can do it through movement or dance. We've had episodes on that. Claymation. You can do it through claymation. You could do it through drama you can do it through various different expressions, including music, and so I thought we would have an episode today about music therapy. What do you say?
1: Didn't we do a yoga therapy once? This is the,
0: yes, this is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I am a professor and a therapist. What are you, who are you, Berto? Uh,
1: who am I? Uh, my name is Humberto uh, Castaneda, and I am actually Gaston in a production of Beauty and the Beast. And actually, a patron of the podcast emailed me, Tyler, and said, I'm a
0: music therapist, and I'm going to be in Seattle soon. So would you like me to come on the podcast and talk about music therapy? And I said, yes. And so here is Tyler. Why don't
2: you introduce yourself, Tyler? Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Tyler Achey. I am a uh, music therapy student uh, in a master's program at um, Wilfrid Laurier University in Ontario, Canada.
0: And you have had a... You're still a student and uh, you've had a number of different internships, correct?
2: Uh, That's right. Um, I've been at about four different places so far. Okay. And you plan on, after graduation, being a music therapist. Yeah. I plan on working as a music therapist, hopefully, uh, at least for now, with uh, kids and adolescents. Okay. Uh, Maybe branching out later.
0: Okay. So today, Tyler is going to... We've we've had another episode on music therapy, but I thought... We could get some more information on it from Tyler here because it seems like a stand-up guy. I thought we would hear about music therapy and we would also do some music therapy interventions mm-hmm. at the end. What do you say, Bruno? I'm excited. Yeah, me too. So, Tyler, tell us about music therapy, please.
2: Okay. It's a very broad question and... uh It's one that a lot of music therapists really hate to answer Mm. because it means something different for pretty much every music therapist out there. Okay, Most basic definition that um, I usually use with clients or with people who are wanting to know about music therapy, my particular flavor of music therapy is that it's just a more creative way of exploring a lot of similar things that might be coming up in other talk therapies. Okay. Like, for example, you can explore the dynamics of your relationship through music. Okay. And then you can use that to analyze what might be going on else in their lives. Yeah. And use a combination of music and talk therapy. The music can bring out some themes that you can later discuss. Interesting. Other times, uh, all of the therapy happens like within the musical intervention itself. Yeah for example uh one of my professors dr colin lee uh he published a book called music at the edge which is an entire music therapy like a series of sessions that he did with a uh, man named francis who was in the hospital with hiv and aids in the 80s okay all of the therapy is like contained within the music like he has the musical excerpts with notation and everything in the book and he talks about how the music itself contained the actual therapeutic process okay um and that is supplemented by Francis's extremely, uh, like, beautiful prosody on like how his experience is going, how he's approaching his illness and his like dying. It's very, it's very deep, intense, emotional book.
0: Good, wow. I like it. So, uh, to help people in podcast land visualize what this would look like in this particular instance, even though it can vary across different professionals and different contexts. In this one, you are talking about the music therapist is. I am assuming in hospice or in the hospital with the patient, or
2: yes, okay. um, just to continue with ex- with this example of Francis, um, he was working in a hospital um, in a unit with people suffering from HIV and AIDS. Okay, and uh, he would play at the at his piano, and the client would um, like think Francis also. Uh, Actually, I can't remember which instruments Francis was playing, but the therapist is creating music at their main instrument, whatever they want to play, alongside what the client is making, okay. and they're using that client musical information to inform their own playing. Okay, um, So you might glance over and you might see your client moving towards a certain chord, and you might move yourself to a certain chord that might um, do any number of things. Like If you wanted to mirror what they were doing um, as a means of supporting them, you might play Accord chord in a similar, in a similar voice. What I'm picturing is, uh, that if you in- intentionally
1: veer into acid jazz territory, the other person turns into a psychopath. So I
2: don't, <laughs> you, you may have got to be careful with the type of music that you're using. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people would, uh, would argue that like really strange music might be dangerous. <laughs> um, but a lot of people would also argue that you need to be willing to go there with your clients if that's right. where they want to go. Um, I, th- I think that there's some things to be said about um, music and maybe some issues with like hallucinations or schizophrenia or something. Um, I doubt it. But other than maybe very specific triggers or instances within music, pretty, it's pretty much all on the table. Yeah.
1: Doesn't death
0: metal turn people into evil? Right. right? <laughs> I'm seeing the music therapist playing the piano. Yes. And I, and then you're also saying the patient is nearby.
2: Yeah, the patient might be nearby. They might be sitting and holding a different instrument. Like they might be holding some of the percussion instruments that might be available and playing along. Yeah, playing along. Okay. Um, the client is essentially directing the music, and the therapist is trained to pick up what they're t- what they're giving the therapist musically. Yeah. And sort of reinterpreting it and supporting them musically. It's. I know it sounds kind of up in the air. I picture it a little different in my head. In the sense that I'm imagining a
1: a group of kids that are not musical and they enter a room and there's some instruments that are pretty easy to pick up. So it's not like a really complicated thing. Like you don't have to play guitar. Here's just a keyboard to bang on. Here's some drums to bang on. Here's like some, uh, you know, one of these things, the, you know, or a harmonic or something. And it's like, just go. Right. And then if I, if I put myself in that room as, as a kid it's like you're pretty much at first just finding your own thing to do because you just want to do whatever. And then as someone else is doing something, you might gravitate to something. And I feel like it would be a lot less about creating anything discernible as good music, but more about like just kind of finding waves, almost like surfing. Like, okay, I'm going to go with this for a little bit. I'm going to go with this for a little bit. So like that's how I would use it. If I were in, in music therapy, I like, I'd be like, Oh, okay, I'm just going to surf because my expectations and certainly now that i've done music in my life my expectations would be too low as far as it like being good music or or sensical music or anything like that
2: yeah it's really important as a music therapist to have your own like very strong musical background just to get accepted into this program that i'm in right now you need to have like a certain level of like royal conserv i mean i'm in canada i'm in ontario uh-huh. specifically so I'm speaking specifically to the system that's there. You have to have a certain grade level of your piano skills. You have to have a degree in either music or psychology. Um, I have a degree in music. You really need to know your stuff. And you also need to be willing to completely throw out any notion of what might be good or bad music. A really important thing is to really communicate the idea that there's no such thing as a right or wrong note that goes on in here. Mm. And whatever you bring to the table, I'm going to go with that. Mm. Um but it's very emphasized that the therapist, um, maybe not necessarily always making music, but they have that to bring to the table if they need, if they need to.
0: Yeah. It's similar in the United States from what I understand. I think you have to be proficient in three instruments and very efficient, uh, proficient in one. And, uh, which is different than I think other kinds of creative therapies in that, the, uh, in art therapy, you have to have classes in art, and you have to produce art, but I don't think you have to have, uh, you, you don't have to, if I remember right, you don't have to pass a certain threshold by which someone else grades you the way that you do in music therapy.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, I think you can also have some kinds of equivalents. Like For my master's program, you have to have an equivalent level of this level of like conservatory playing like it doesn't say you need to have like a certificate right um but you have to be as good yeah you have to be as good and you you have have to to
0: prove yourself to someone else that yeah there's a whole audition process that goes
2: on right um, Right. for applying to the program right well that tell us more about that what's the audition like um well the audition for my program my primary interest is piano um and also play saxophone and the program I'm at right now is really big on... Uh, they really emphasize using the instrument that you were taught, um, regardless of what it is. So if you want to bring... Like, I have a classmate who, whose major instrument is a tuba, and they try to encourage her to use the tuba in music therapy. Huh. Um, she hasn't done it very much, but it's, uh, it's something that they want... They really want the music itself to be a part of the change. Is anyone
0: proficient in kazoo? Is that their <laughs> primary instrument? Because I'm I'm very
2: good at kazoo. I'm like conservatory level. Kazoo. Um, I don't know. I would have to hear an I would have to hear an audition on the kazoo. Oh, uh, before. Uh, well, I don't have a kazoo. Ahead.
0: I've I, I've lost all <laughs> my I've lost my Stradivarius kazoo. <laughs> I if I was in music therapy or I wanted to go into music therapy, uh, I would have a problem with that requirement of like conservatory or whatever, you know, threshold we're talking about yeah. because I, as a musician myself and having actually, uh, informally minored in music at the university of Washington, which has like a, it's a classical, you know, they look down at jazz. They think jazz is like below, you know, standard it's changing more recently. Uh, they're starting to, you know, recognize that jazz is okay, but <laughs> I when I was in the program I I played main, mainly indie alternative rock and and folk music and stuff and I loved that music and would compose in that music and write in that music and you know perform in that music and it basically wasn't even looked at they would just like oh you're you're just an idiot playing stupid songs that mean nothing to us and and so that culture of you know, you have to cross this particular line has always bothered me because music is not proficiency. Music is art. Yeah. Uh, is Mick Jagger proficient at singing? Uh, at singing, <laughs> you know, no. He's a, According to traditional standards, he's the worst singer on the planet. But he is uh, a great artist. And is he worse than Bob Dylan? he he similarly moves people with his art and so if if Mick Jagger wasn't well known and he was to uh you know be graded he would be laughed off the stage and so i i just i if i was to become a music therapist i would be uh, i would follow that rule because i would have to but i would be doing it uh, begrudgingly
2: yeah it's kind of an interesting dichotomy because music therapy has this image of a person sitting with a guitar and like playing music on the guitar to somebody sitting in a bed who might have like a tambourine or something, <laughs> and uh, a lot of music therapists really want to be like that's you know that's not all music therapy is, and they might go to the other end of extremes and be like you need to have your proficiency in this way and that way. Um, but that thing sounded yeah. really nice, by the way. I'm picturing myself laying down in a
1: comfy couch because all (laughs) therapists have comfy couches, right? And I'm just going clink, clink, clink with my little tambourine and they're they're playing this beautiful guitar piece and I'm
2: just falling asleep and I'm paying good money to sleep. That sounds nice and restful. Yeah. um, There's (laughs) certainly merit to that. I I think that some people... I don't know. I might be stepping out of line by saying this. I feel like some people might argue that that's not music therapy. I agree that it is music therapy uh-huh. because if it's therapeutic for the person, then it's therapy. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I don't know, maybe I overstepped a little in say- in talking about those proficiencies because they do really value that kind of side of it too. Right. Like I said, it's, it's kind of like an equivalent level of proficiency. Like right. if you want to present like really ridiculously hard violin solo in your audition, you can do that. Right. Um, if you want to play some songs on the guitar that's really heartfelt meaningful to you, you can do that too. Yeah. What is most important is that you're clear in your music. Clear. Yeah. You have clear. To, you have to be musically clear. You have to have direction. You have to have a goal in mind. Um, I'm thinking more like in terms of clinical music. Yeah. Um, mm. Playing things like with intention. Yeah. That you're not just... Because with improvisation, there's a very strong tendency or even desire to just do whatever you want. Right. But in clinical improvisation, everything you do is with purpose.
0: Right. It's similar to play therapy in that way, in that there are times when I have been using play with kids, say, Legos. I love Legos. And so we're on the ground playing with Legos. And then a half an hour goes by and I realize I'm just playing with Legos next to a kid playing with Legos. I'm not actually doing therapy.
1: You didn't pass your Lego proficiency test.
0: Right. And so uh now it might look similar to do therapy with legos uh, than it is to not do therapy with legos but i'm in i have an intention of providing therapy to this child while playing with legos mm-hmm. and, and everything is is based on that and maybe that means i hold back from saying anything for a half an hour you know but i'm doing that purposely to give him space or whatever uh, and, it, and
2: music, I'm guessing could be the same way. Yeah, that's exactly what I, what I mean by using it with intention. Cause there's times where you could just be having a jam session with a client and it feels good and you're liking what you're making. Yeah. And the music sounds awesome and you're like, I just want to keep playing this music. It sounds so good. Yeah. Um. But you kind of so you kind of like lose yourself in the music a little bit. Yeah.
0: Now, if you do that intentionally and you say, "I want to have a you know where where I am genuinely enjoying myself, uh, therapeutically with this client," then fine. It can again, it can look the same, but as long as you just have at least one eye on the therapy at all times. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You know, my um, my stepdad is a psychiatrist. He works at a, at a ward with all the really bad, like, uh-huh. you know, very sick individuals that are killed, rape, you know, really bad stuff. Uh, and some of them can't be reached in any conventional ways. Some of them are really uh, severely affected. So, like, they're always in some sort of panic mode. They're always saying completely incomprehensible things. Uh, so he's over the years experimented with different ways to try to reach or, you know, try to like. And in the last year or a couple of years, he started getting really into, uh, maracas. <laughs> And so his house is flooded with percussion, like maracas like instruments. Uh-huh. And he spends hours a day, like seriously, he's becoming kind of clinical himself. Like just, <laughs> but he started doing this with his, with his clients because he thought, well, it doesn't require any musical skill per se. Like anyone can pick a, a maraca and like just shake it. Right. And for some of these people, some of these patients, um, it it became a way that they could actually like kind of engage with him without having to talk without having to like have any skill or anything. And, and it apparently it's,
2: it's been pretty successful for him. Uh, yeah. Music therapy with nonverbal clients is a huge area. Hmm. It's yeah. it's that idea where like it can reach people who either choose not to, or who refuse to engage verbally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a way for that to reach them. Uh Um, Videos of therapy that I've seen in my training has been done where I'm imagining right now um, a woman who was just like pathologically running around in circles around the room. And like she just was completely tuned out, didn't want to deal with anybody. And there were just um, instruments kind of strewn about the room. And the therapist, he would play music and sing like, you know, welcome to music and like trying to welcome her in the room. And that's literally all they did for like a few months. Wow. And then just one time she started to reach out a little bit, and then the connection was made. Um, and the assumption is that if a therapist had
0: uh, tried to connect with her verbally over time, that wouldn't have worked or hadn't worked up to that point.
2: Yeah. Um, this woman in particular, uh, she was completely nonverbal. Like she wasn't able to speak. Okay. So they basically sent her to the music therapist because every other option had been basically used up and they couldn't get anywhere. And they're just like, please do something about this. Cool.
0: So I want to hear about your specific experiences at your internships. But before we do that, let's take a break. What do you say, guys? Let's break. Sounds great. Okay, we're back. If you haven't already become a patron, become a patron of the podcast by going to patreon.com. Also, if you want to support the podcast, you can subscribe to Loot Crate and use the promo code psychology in which you get a discount and we get a kickback. I wonder if they're going to have Rogue One stuff. Oh yeah, I bet they will. Oh. Yeah, we, you and I saw that opening night.
1: We need to do an episode on that.
0: Yeah. Um I saw it again and I uh it, it wasn't as good the second time. Well, you
1: got to save that for the podcast. We got it. I haven't seen it. It, it <laughs> yeah. was good. It's
0: great, but it, I When I, you uh,
1: realize they're all aliens? Oh, whoops, I shouldn't have said
0: anything. Yeah. I aliens in
2: kicked- Star Wars? Get out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also please tell a friend or a colleague about the podcast. Also rate us on iTunes. And if you do rate us on iTunes, send us an email and we'll send you some swag. Uh, and also $20 patrons get mugs. If you live in North America, cause I'm guessing Canada has similar shipping rates, but I wouldn't, I'm not quite so sure about that. Be a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more, but not like it is in South Africa. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. That would be
0: a lot. Uh, when I first said that $20 people get mugs, I didn't say if you live in North America. And oh God. Uh, half of the $20 people lived far, far away. And so I was like, I'd go to the post office and say, okay, I need to send this to Poland or $200.
1: something.
0: $200! Yeah, it was like a lot of money. And I was like, oh, man. And I did it anyway. But, but anyway, it, if you are a $20 patron and you do live abroad, we will send you uh, things that are easier to ship. (laughs) It might be like an extra
2: $20 or something if you bring it to Canada.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So Tyler, Aki, tell us, Aki, tell us about your experiences. What is it like specifically to work on the ground as a music therapist?
2: I still remember my first session like it was yesterday. Yeah. I imagine many therapists do that. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like? I had no idea what I was doing. I just did something with the hopes that it might help.
0: Was it your first client as a therapist?
2: It was my first client as a student, yeah. So, so you'd never
0: done any other counseling? Like I
2: had. This was my first therapy session oh. I'd ever done, first music therapy session I'd ever done. Yeah. Um, we'd only seen videos of music therapy that were done in like the eighties. Yeah. Do you, do do you get trained in in regular talk therapy too? The program I'm in, it's a music psychotherapy program. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, but it's, um, they're in the middle of actually transitioning over to focusing more, more general psychotherapy aspects of things.
0: But mainly you've been talking about music therapy,
2: pretty much exclusively music therapy. Um, we have some social work classes that we take about like some interventions to use in verbal therapy, as well as um, discussing like reflexive use of self. That's mainly what supplements our music therapy education.
1: I want to see those 80s movies with the, yo, bro, I'm going to do a six solo. You just got to keep up, all right? And they got the V-neck guitars and the... <laughs>
2: I wish it was like that. It was people with profound disabilities. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> so your first session was was nerve-wracking, as it is for all yes. therapists. I can remember my first session, too, even though it was 20-some-odd years ago.
2: Yeah, I'll describe it a little bit. Um, so I was with a, a 10-year-old boy. They told me that his he had a recent diagnosis of ADHD, and he was having some separation anxiety from his mom. So, in the student therapy room at the school, they have, like, a little observation room set up beside with, like, a one-way mirror and everything, and his mom and my supervisor sat in to watch the session. God. Um, mm.
0: Oh, my God! So, are there people behind the one-way mirror, too?
2: Um, no, only them. Only, um, only only my supervisor and only the mother were watching.
0: Oh, they were behind. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, you're in there just with the kid? Uh, yes. Um, My, my kid God. and my co-therapist, um there's oh. also a kind of a co-therapy model that happens oh. at my school where you have one therapist who's a bit more in the trenches with the client like maybe helping them with some stuff some more practical stuff yeah. and then you have the mu- the primary music therapist who f- would be at the piano and interacting with the client more musically or more clinically okay. wh-
1: wh- which one were you in that case
2: um this was me as the therapist the main the main music therapist
0: and then there's another therapist uh, being more directive or something.: Yes,
2: okay. so I had designed like well, at least
0: you had another therapist in the room because if it was just you that'd be pretty nerd. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty
2: grateful for that. Yeah. Um, so I had come up with just some basic goals. I was thinking of like, well in terms of assessment, or saying, okay, so ADHD, I wonder how long he'd be able to stand being in, a, in like one musical interaction, right. Yeah. Um, so we were assessing for how long he could stay within that um, before getting distracted by something, and I was kind of measuring that a bit, and we sort of made goals of having him stay within these uh, musical interactions for longer periods of time. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, that was just the the basic thing that I had going. Um,
1: that That sounds um, actually interesting, because since music can be compartmentalized, like, you know, you could play one bar, you can repeat that bar, right? You can play variation A for a little while, then go to variation B. That that actually sounds like an intuitive way to p- prolong someone's interest or attention on something, because you're like, just two more bars, just two more measures.
2: Yeah, yeah, it could, because um, you're also listening for what kind of music they're making. Because if we're if we're doing an improvisation for like ten minutes, and all he's doing is playing like the three notes like the same way, you know, that's. That's important to note. It's not like, yeah. oh wow, major success. He stayed for ten minutes. No more ADHD. Oh, I don't know that chord. Major success. Is that a different? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit different. There's some alterations you have to make and some chord extensions. You, know, it's,
1: you, it's, you you've always played major failures. Oh yes, that is my number one chord that I love.
2: <laughs> it, it just it just means that it's so in tune that nobody could hate it. It, it yeah. sounds a little more like.
1: <laughs> so
2: interesting. How, were you successful with the uh yeah they actually um i mean i think that it was successful at least because it did tend to extend throughout the sessions what it, um, and so you're playing piano and he was playing he was um it changed depending on what he wanted to do um he really liked to play drums okay and mm-hmm. we had some like orchestral drum instruments around but we didn't have like a drum kit or anything orchestral like a timpani or um something? yeah we had some stuff like that we had like some like standalone snare drums and some like cymbals to be used in orchestra
0: god damn <laughs> uh, uh oh. snare drums are if you hit those things even moderately hard those are some of the loudest th- do you have earplugs in cuz like well they they weren't that
2: great of a snare drum <laughs> oh okay
0: cuz um, i would seriously da, da, ba, da, 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 da. yeah no, we've, like
2: we've like, got uh we share all these instruments between the music therapists and they see a lot of action okay and most of them are pretty broken down. Okay, um,
0: having a a ten year old ADHD client with like full <laughs> rain.
1: Uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. It
2: it was pretty loud. I have to say, yeah, it was pretty loud. Yeah. Um, mm. So, so actually, your
0: your uh, therapy office is it
2: soundproof or something? Cause, um yeah, there's a lot of soundproofing that's in. The, it's actually in the same building that like the music program at the school's in.
0: Because that's got to be pretty expensive or or rare to have a room that. Is that soundproof? Uh, So you're not bothering people.
2: Yeah, it's like it's also in the music, like faculty area as well, right? So, but post graduation, like you know, what are you gonna do? I mean, um, a lot of times it's yeah. There's like music therapy rooms, like in hospitals. Okay. Uh, so this isn't
0: a private practice sort of thing.
2: No, but if you're in a private practice, you'd probably want to find a place with some pretty good soundproofing or maybe like have some kind of home office. Not open
1: air? Like, could you imagine doing it outside with...
2: Well, there's actually a subset of music therapy called community music therapy. Mm. Um, And that's a really interesting sort of, I guess, a bit of a sidebar. Um, But it is, it does away with a ton of some kind of preconceived notions of what therapy is. Mm. That's like, it's kind of contained within like this room here and it's about bringing things out and it's about community growth and it's about community acceptance. Yeah. So there's a huge performance aspect of it. So they actually are onto something mm. with that.
0: Yeah. The, our university uh, this week is moving to a new building for the first time in 17 years or oh, something. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're, and we're only moving like three blocks away <laughs> uh, to another building in Belltown. But as a... As a kind of inaugural uh opening grand opening of the new building, we had all the faculty and staff in a circle and this it's not a drum it's not a music therapist, but it's someone who specializes in community drumming or something and I wasn 't there, but I heard about it and uh, the person passed around drums and instructed on how to play the drum, and then like, okay, here's your pattern. You're going to do a 2-3 pattern, and over here, <laughs> you're going to do a 3-2 pattern, it's going to come together like this. Okay, now everyone on this side of the room, be quiet and, and feel your drum as the other ro- side of the room plays. You can kind of feel your drum, and this symbolizes oh. this, and then we're all together. And I'm not doing it justice, but the people who went reported it was amazing. It really felt... Uh, it really transcended the words, you know, it was, it was, it, it felt like a, like a community building uh, activity. It felt oh. invigorating. It felt bonding in a way that
1: just saying let's bond, right. It would never do. Well, you got to wonder about like the, you know, village music and a lot of the cultures uh, in, in places in the world where they, 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 perform yeah. music together they dance and perform music together as a as a community right um like for you know we we're talking about moana and like you know and they're, they're they're banging their drums as they're going sailing or whatever and um that stuff has to bond your community together right and we've lost that
0: in our modern society to some extent i think karaoke is actually trying to return yeah. that to the people but yeah uh music presumably was something that many people did, or at least were right next to the musicians as they did it. And and it's now, sorry, now it's, I just pulled uh, Umberto's head. headphones off of his head by <laughs> <laughs> kicking the cord. Um, but uh, now it's like you only listen to it by pop artists on on iTunes or something, and you consider yourself and anyone else who doesn't rise to that very specific level as being uh, incapable or not worthy you know yeah. like that like the talent shows it's like if someone is just slightly not awesome it's like they're they're <laughs> they're com- they're just you know, summer summarily
1: someone Yeah, summararily some dismissed? Yeah. Summarily. summarily summarily. Some are some are dismissed and some are not.
0: And 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 <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah. uh it's it, it, work it's, any it's, the, it's like this weird elitism about music, art being similar to that too, right? Like yeah. you talk to you talk to kindergartners. And you say, "Can you play the drums?" And they say, "Yes, I can." <laughs> and you say, "Can you draw a picture?" And they say, "I'm the best drawer." Yeah. And you ask fourth graders the same questions: "Are you, can you play musician?" They're like, "No, I'm terrible." <laughs> can you draw a picture? No, I'm, I'm terrible. terrible. You know. So, and that's right. not kids; that's us doing it to them yep. uh, through all the messages that we have <laughs> and. Uh, and that's a problem. You and I, for whatever reason, were too narcissistic
1: to believe <laughs> no, such No, no, listen, listen. I know I know you think this is just society. I'm telling you, you are terrible. Like, <laughs> you're pragmatically horrible. Stop! And I'm like, I see what you're saying. You want me to keep going? Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of my favorite all-time um, music therapy documentaries has this gal uh, trying to reach these kids. She's like this nanny, and it's this group of like the the sons and daughters of a of an ex-sailor and they you know she's having a really hard time and finally the only way she can reach them is through music they go on this nice little hill and she starts singing let's start at the very beginning a very good place to start you see where i'm going with this uh, i think so <laughs> so no but seriously that movie is a showcase for music therapy
2: he's probably too young for such nonsense oh come yeah on. Um, I'm having a hard time making the connection
1: oh no no well then I won't make it for you I'll let our viewers uh, make it for you but uh, so I'll
2: get a bunch of comments
1: that you will but but here's my point in in that scenario uh, you know it's it's uh, Maria von Trapp but she's I, she's really having a hard time connecting. And the only reason why I, I know is
0: because you dragged me to a, a sing. Uh, I did a sing along. It was of a sing
1: along where you sit there. And, <laughs> oh yeah. my god! They do that so every, do every, do.
0: every 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 um, uh, December, by the
1: way. But but there's a range of ages, you know. So they, they start very young all the way to like teenagers. And uh, and every nanny before her had been dismissed, fired, et cetera. And finally, she's the only one who can make inroads, and it's through music. Because she she gets them all singing and participating and then all of a sudden there's a community formed. And uh, it's, you know, obviously they didn't mean it to be a showcase for music therapy, but just thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that's the way she reached the kids. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I'm talking about now? Um, yeah, it's Super Nanny, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. The hills are alive. Oh, it's kind of music. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was that was what was like in the back of my mind. Yes. But I didn't want to like <laughs> make a real guess just in case that was wrong.
0: Other kinds of community building things, like there's there's music that you do in in
1: schools when you're on the chain gang, get to, through the hardship of the day, right? You, you know, you know, I just remembered something as you were just saying, like you know, the you asked the the preschooler and they they're awesome at music and everything, and you ask the fourth grader and they're not. I was in a class uh, that was like a music class in junior high. It was probably maybe seventh grade or something. Uh, whenever Phantom of the Opera came out, and they were going to have like a little musical or not even a full musical, just a thing where a little choir of the kids was going to sing. And I remember auditioning for the choir, and they're like, okay, sing this thing. And I had never had any musical training or anything, but I love to sing. So I did it all wrong. Because like, they gave me the notes. I'm like, I can't sight read or whatever. And I'd never heard the musical. So I sang what I thought I was hearing. And they're like, and I swear the teacher was like, oh, no, definitely not. Like something like that. It was like a really dismissive, like, no, no, you're definitely not in this. And I was like, Okay but but i was just realizing that like somehow unbelievably i didn't get demoralized even though it was such a rude like and i felt so excluded at the time i'm like oh i don't I don't get to be part of that choir i guess but in my head i'm like luckily i'm still an awesome singer
2: <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder if there's like almost something inherent about music or art therapy or like just the c- creative therapies in general that like i don't know there's something about it that just inherently helps people get over that and like that itself is almost therapeutic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I
0: mean, the, there's so many therapeutic elements to just
2: introducing music to another human being. Yeah. Just the idea that someone is like, oh, maybe I can play music, which is something that like you hear countless times in music therapy. Yeah. And just whenever you hear that it is a music therapist, you just get like, you're just like. Oh, thank you. You get it. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, dancing in, in, you know, the US, uh, people literally will say, like, no, I don't dance or oh, I'm a terrible dancer or you will never get me out on a dance floor. And, you know, I grew up in a culture where everyone dances. Like that phrase, I don't think I ever heard it growing up. Like, oh, I don't, I don't dance or no, no, not me. Like, you know, everyone dances. You don't go to a party and not dance because that's what everyone does at the parties and you get taught to dance. Everyone dances. So someone might be a better dancer, but you don't even really think about it. You're like, I'm dancing at the party. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I I
0: don't drink water. That's not, (laughs) I I don't breathe. I'm a bad water drinker. Yeah.
1: Um, well, we
0: need to take another break, but when we get back, I, I want to hear more about your practic, practicum experiences, and also we can get into some actual music making. What do you say? Sounds awesome. Okay, we're back. So what are some other experiences you had at your internships?
2: The next placement I had was at a group home for homeless young mothers. Our goals with that group were to like really improve the sense of community they had there through different musical activities. Um Something that was actually really uh, difficult about the placement was that a lot of the workers were just there to watch the therapy happen. Like, they had to be there. So, we made a rule that if you're in the room, you had to participate. And then nobody came back to watch.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I saw it. <laughs> so what What happened? You, how many people? How, so these are homeless mothers? Um, homeless
2: mothers and sometimes their babies uh, would be in the sessions. Uh, anywhere from like five to eight usually. Okay. Sometimes they got really packed because there were just strollers everywhere. And, um, so and this we is would, you and a co-therapist? Yes. So we would do a lot more music listening in this um, as opposed to actually making music together because it would have been very chaotic and loud and difficult for the babies as well. So Um,
0: one mother would make music and then they would sort of rotate around or, um,
2: we would share, uh, we would share songs like these would be like pre-recorded music. These are sessions where we actually wouldn't, um, for the most part, make our own music. We would actually write some lyrics sometimes, Uh um, like doing lyrical rewrites of some songs that they find powerful and then using those lyrics, as a way to you know, express themselves.
0: Wait, so I'm confused. So what did you do exactly in this group? Oh,
2: um, there are a few different things. One thing uh, was that we took a song and we had them rewrite the lyrics to the song as a way of a like kind a of Like a popular song? Yeah. I can't remember which song it was. I but. had a
1: dream that life would be...
2: But we took out like the major words and kept the main structure of the song and asked them for suggestions on how we could make it their song. Oh. And... They were discussing things like welfare checks and like waiting for the money to come in, and like just really just really real issues that they 're having there uh-huh. um, and just putting it to that music and yeah. it had this very silly atmosphere to it, but you could tell they really were into it so you 'd play the
0: song, the pop song, yeah, and then. You'd stop it and say, "Okay, so here's how you know. We what are we gonna say here, and then what are we gonna say there, and then as a group they would come up with the lyrics. Yes, and then you'd press play, and then you'd sing over with your other lyrics. Yeah, that's
2: right. Okay. Um, other times we would do a lot of uh, relaxation exercises, like using music as a way to you know get into the body, and a lot. There's a lot of. Uh, There's also a lot of like kind of mindfulness exercises that go alongside with music. And sometimes we use that in therapy as well.
1: You play Beastie Beastie Boys while you're doing that?
2: (laughs) Uh, We could. I mean, if it's, if that, if the person, (laughs) that's the thing. If the person actually found Beastie Boys relaxing and mindful, you would use Beastie Boys. Don't you
0: used to fall asleep to death metal?
1: Yeah, that's actually, no. that's a good point. I really did when I was a kid. Sunday nights, death metal. I would put it on, and I would eventually. That would be what I would fall asleep to. <laughs> and yeah, and
2: weird. if that brought you relaxation and music there... <laughs> yeah, we would literally like. It. It might sound kind of silly, but like, imagine if we're kind of sitting in the same situation we are right now, mm-hmm. and we're just sitting there and we're listening to this kind of music, and it could be like some death metal, like rah, 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 rah. Um, and we just be sitting there listening to it mindfully, and then it ends, and we're like, "Well, what was that about?" So let's talk about what, what <laughs> like, how that was for you. Huh, and it's just it, that that kind of music is treated on the exact same level as like a Beethoven symphony, right? Wow.
0: It, is music therapy becoming more varied in its interventions? Because what I'm hearing from you is actually a greater variance than what I've heard from other music therapists. Um, or are you just particularly uh, do you have a particular larger repertoire than other music therapists do? Um,
2: my program is rather eclectic. They try to show you a lot of the different things that they do. Like other music therapy schools, a lot of people, like I said, they have this idea of music therapy as being either like very prescriptive, like someone walks into a hospital room, plays some music for somebody, and then leaves. Because there are music therapists that do that. Yeah, I actually did some of that right. um, at another placement where I was at a hospital in a palliative and complex continuing care unit.
1: Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of airplane. Did you ever see
2: airplane? <laughs> uh, like I did playing, a long time ago. She's
1: playing the guitar and then she disconnects the IV every time she
2: <laughs> swings the guitar over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd hope that wouldn't happen. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was another placement I was at where I did do a lot of that prescriptive kind of, um, where you would, a- you would go in and ask like, you know, would you like to try some music therapy? And you'd describe it to them in your elevator, best elevator pitch you could. And uh, if they agree to it, um, you'd say, oh, so what do you feel like doing? Um, I would usually suggest some things like, you know, we could listen to some music, we could improvise some music, and I'd describe what improvising is. We could, you know, maybe write a song or something together, and they, you know, we would let them choose.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen this in action before, and the the f- I don't have much experience with it, so take this with a grain of salt, listeners, but... The, the few times that I have seen this particular form of music therapy, I was a little skeptical of how it would be to be a client in a situation like this. Because the music therapist, they bring their own, I don't know how to put this delicately, but essentially their own musical sensibility, and which is natural to do. But it, but in a way, even their own narcissism about wanting to like just perform in front of people, yeah. <laughs> and and it uh, again as if you're lying in bed and you can't get away, <laughs> and and you're a nice person and someone comes up to you and gives you an elevator speech, and you're you're like oh okay I'll give this a try and then and then well I'll just describe what I saw. The therapist asked. Um, okay, well, you know, the person agrees and they say, okay, well, let's write a song. And the the client's like, I don't know how to write a song. And the therapist's like, well, you know, how about you give me like just some ideas, you know, just, just give me some like ideas about a life experience you want to sing about or something, or just, just images or something. And then the client is like, um, a rainbow, uh, uh, I'm kind of in pain. Um, and then, you know, just kind of rattles off a few other things and the therapist is like, good. Okay. I get it. You know? And then the therapist kind of turns and like writes a song and then sings a song. <laughs> but to me, uh, being an outsider, I'm, I was, I mean, maybe it was very moving for the client, but it seemed more moving for the therapist. <laughs> just being an outsider. I have no idea. I'm not inside the client's mind. The client didn't turn away and go, this is ridiculous. But if I was the client, I would feel like this was a little bit ridiculous.
2: Yeah, um I think to be fair there are a ton of therapists who do do that. <laughs> like I'm imagining what you're describing maybe a better process might be something like discussing those themes and like you know paying attention to how the client's saying things and like being perceptive to be maybe like you know maybe they are just playing along and have that in, in mind. Uh, right. A lot of therapists music therapists also have the idea that uh Everyone just loves music therapy and music is so, uh, it's so safe and so harmless. And like, how could you possibly do harm with music? Uh,
0: yeah. Cause to me, it seems like if, again, just my limited knowledge of music therapy in a situation like that, if I was truly intending on trying to be helpful, I would, I would really have to take time with this person and figure out, you know, who they were, get to know them. Maybe I play a song for them. But maybe that just gets the ball rolling and say, okay, now you, how about, maybe you can sing, you know, maybe you sing the song. And they're like, well, I don't know. Because to me, if the client is generating the music, to me, that's, it's like on a spectrum, it seems like, again, you can totally shoot me down if you want to. But to me the The ultimate music therapy is when the therapist is doing none of the music creation, and the client is doing all of the music creation, uh, and the therapist is witnessing, observing. Maybe the therapist is following along and playing to enhance it, or or to understand it, or to complement it. But the 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 bulk of it is generated from the client. Uh,
2: what's your thought about that? You are pretty much hit the nail on the head with that because you do want as much material to come from the client as possible.
0: Right. And to sit down next to a bed and sing a song that you've basically written based on a few kind of free associated terms from a client in a confused state is far from that, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh I
1: I think you got this all wrong, Hondi. Look, I'm saying we spent all these years going to bars, trying to get people to listen to us. I've got it, man. With your credentials, we can go and have a start a new band, and we're like, yep, we are a music therapist, and you have no choice. We have a pre-existing audience waiting for us.
0: Yes. Uh, free associate uh, three people in the audience. Fuck you. Okay, we'll write a song about, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. Get off the stage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they keep using the same words? Every time?
0: Well, it's in the air, man. It's in the oh, air. Oh, it's our hit. It, they love our hits. <laughs> you play that fucking song again.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so let's do a musical uh, exercise. Okay. Okay, so... Sounds great. Now, Tyler Akey... Yes. ...plays the piano, but the piano is all the way down the hall, and our microphones are right here. So I threw out to him, and you hear that? That's Berto's little shaker thing. It's a shaker. What do you call that thing?
1: A uh, cabasa or calabasa or pumpkin? I don't know. A cabasa. Is it a cabasa?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't... And so I said, well, I can bring my guitar in here. And how about you, Tyler, direct us... On how to do music therapy in an instance when the client has the instrument and you do not, except you can sing or can we
1: Can we sing when you're doing music therapy? Oh, sing? yeah,
0: you can
2: totally sing. What would you do with us? Okay, so I'm imagining like, say you're like a couple or something. Okay, we're a couple. <laughs>
0: we're Well, or we're bandmates.
2: Yeah, okay, you're bandmates. And we're
0: having a conflict.
2: We are. Okay. He
1: always writes the songs.
2: Okay, so... In a situation where you feel like Kirk is taking over the band. That's right. It used to be us, now it's him. Oh, I see. So here I would probably ask how does that feel for you? Like it would probably be like at this point it would be much more in the terms of talk therapy. Okay. And what you would do. You would do really similar things. Okay. And I would try to kind of coalesce the dialogue around a certain theme. Okay. And then we would make music based on that theme. Okay.
0: So the theme you're hearing is I'm being a jerk, and he's
2: feeling hurt. From me, he's hearing Yeah, that. that's what I'm hearing yeah. from you. Yeah. Um, so in response, what would you have to say to that?
0: Um, I would say that he is not coming
2: to practice
0: as often as he... As as consistently as he used to.
1: I have jujitsu practice. Yeah.
2: Okay. I wonder if it would even be a good idea to maybe just play these feelings to each other in music.
0: Oh, okay. mm. well, okay.
2: Sounds provocative it, it's a little bit it might be a little okay. bit uh, up in the air but i mean you guys are musicians i feel like you'd be done for this well
0: i feel awkward but i'm willing to give this a shot it figures he's got the guitar he always has the guitar but you're the kielbasa player in the band you've also got your voice I'm, I'm sure you have a beautiful voice no he's a terrible singer he never sings in the band
1: What? I sing beautifully. We don't don't use
2: the T word here. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) You also have your ukulele. Well, normally, this is where the therapist would... Ideally, they would basically wait and say, whenever you're ready, you can start improvising. Whatever like you're feeling Putting that into the instrument Okay A lot of people Probably just wouldn't play And be like uh, I don't know what to do uh, But a musician you know, might be like Oh okay well,
0: I But let's it. say we'll, we'll skip past that part Where we're like resisting And we'll just We'll just go for it
1: Yeah Can I impersonate someone That we both know <laughs> like, I don't want to do it I don't want to do it Does that person
2: listen to the podcast? <laughs> no no I, I will stop now <laughs> Yeah But
1: anyways Let's let's do it We've gotten past that part
2: I guess whenever we're ready We're going to play on this And I- this idea of this animosity This conflict <laughs> How can we express that To each other through music Yeah Lead us, Kirk
1: As you always do Wow, that sounds That's pain right there Yeah
0: See, now you're playing with me So that's really nice of you
1: Thank no, you No, it's because you're forcing Because you have like Only, like I have to do what you say Okay, now sing Okay I'm feeling. Like this could be the end of the band because he, you want it your way and I have my way but together we could be so great
0: See, I feel much better about the band now actually. It did too. Uh, I'm willing to let you write all the songs. You're a you're a genius therapist, Tyler. It's like I didn't even do anything. Okay. All right. You can write all the songs.
1: Oh, wait, no. What? See, he's always trying to give me all the work. Goddamn, we got to pay for another session. Yeah. $100, this is, please. This is, we, we get like 10 bucks a night pay, playing these gigs, and then we spend it all on the therapy sessions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that it would take a, a number of sessions for adults such as us to become almost familiar enough with the process of communicating through music to make it meaningful,
2: you know? Yeah, there Uh, is a bit of a learning process that has to be done.
0: Because we're used to performing music or just sort of projecting it into another person rather than, like, using it as a communication thing. Although, as a uh, bandmate who collaborates with other people, it's... uh, I. Have felt the communication and collaboration between musicians uh, frequently, and just love it when that happens the The most recent band I was in, uh, the drummer and the bassist we never we almost never talked <laughs> about anything we I would bring a song and they would just start playing along, and we would just sort of like communicate through what we were doing. Um, or through, like, head nods. You know, I'd, I, would, I would sort of look at everyone with big <laughs> eyes. I'd be like, this is my symbol for get big at this point or, or a stop is about to happen or something. And that, that feeling of the three of us creating something that was wholly different from what I thought was going to be created when I originally wrote the song mm. was uh, just some of the most enjoyable experiences that I've ever had in my life.
1: Uh, it's one of the. I'm so women. jealous. Like my current drummer, <laughs> every here's how our collaboration goes. I bring in a new song. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play you a song now. It's really rough. Like we just wrote it, like like you know, ten minutes ago. So you know, we play the the verse and we get to the chorus, and I go, well, what do you think? It's like. It's terrible. You got anything else? <laughs> and I'm
2: like, all right. <laughs> a very direct person is him. Yes, yes, yes.
1: But no, but this is, t- to be fair, what happens is that months go by, the song gets polished, and then he's like, oh, I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so you just have to drill it into his head. Yeah, basically.
0: All right, Tyler, what's the final word here on music therapy? What can you
2: say? It's great. I think music therapy is such a powerful way to express what might be too difficult to express in words at that moment it can be a way to shoot the therapy from being in those like awkward stuck stages and it can shoot it out like lightning into some other area where you don't even know how you got there it just the way it connects people is so powerful it is a completely valid and rigorously researched well documented form of therapy Mm -hmm. and if you find yourself wanting to go to therapy, if you're finding yourself wanting to get something worked out with that, and if you find that talking to people is not your forte, music therapy might be a viable option. But even if even if you do want to talk, you can talk and play music. It's it's a very flexible form of therapy.
0: Yeah. I agree, and I've absolutely seen this happen uh with whether it's drama therapy, art therapy, music therapy. I've seen people express things and myself have experienced that as well in ways that I could never feel or express verbally, you know, that feeling of with music, you know, getting up and 10 people playing drums together is a very moving. I just got chills thinking about it. Cause it's just a very moving experience. You know, everyone's playing the drums together and you're, you're playing and you, you know, and afterwards you feel different and you feel different during that experience in a way that you can't, get to by just sitting in a circle and talking. There are experiences you can have by talking, but, but uh, there's a different felt bodily sense that music actually provides.
1: Even at the end of a performance when, when you're clapping – I don't know if you guys experience this, but I always kind of go into a little bit of a trance myself, especially like when there's these long clapping sessions when it's like, bravo, bravo. Because first of all, you're doing this motion and you're getting physical and you're trying to match your clap to everyone else. And now it's a room full of people clapping. And then if you if you stop and pull yourself out of that moment, it's such a bizarre thing. Right. Yeah. But it feels transcendent. Right. And yeah. that's all you're doing is clapping to right. a rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> right
0: along those lines why in today's day and age do we go to live performances what what's the difference right. i mean you can watch it on youtube but being in the room with all those other human beings and the performers is yeah. such a different
1: emotional experience yeah you hear people say oh i went to such and such concert my mind was blown it was such a moving experience I was transfixed I was I transcended you know and that's even without drugs (laughs) you 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 know and then because everyone is singing along if it's a if it's the kind of thing with lyrics and stuff everyone's singing along and you just feel part of a community like you guys were saying earlier it's crazy so do you enjoy being a music therapist
2: oh I enjoy it immensely there's so much room in music therapy for any kind of therapist to find their voice yeah
0: Well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining
1: us, Tyler, and talking about music therapy. Can we say music therapy in a three-part harmony? Like I go like, music therapy. Music therapy.
2: Music
1: therapy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Take care of yourself because... You deserve it.